Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void with your host Ant Insuli. I hope you're all doing well and this join me today for episode number two. I hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode of my new show, which as I was talking about <coughs> last week, is much more of a kind of a, um, less scripted, uh, more of a sort of uh, insight into me, your host, in terms of sort of streams of consciousness and um, yeah, my personal musings on various things in, in life and existence, shall we say. Um, so I think a good place to start this week will be um, when one thinks of um, a void, we think of um, a space in between two, two zones. We think of the, an unknowable place in terms of spiritual um, phraseology. One might say the, ineff- the, ineff- the ineffable, the unknowable, in other words. But in terms of um, recent news events, of course we had a um, story about the Titan, this sort of um, tourist mini-sub, if you want to call it that, and um, the death of those five unfortunate souls on this particular vessel, as we know, that was trying to venture to the bottom of the ocean to get close to the wreck of the Titanic. Now, I want to just talk about this particular event or incident, not so much in the whys and wherefores of what happened, um, but I want to look at it from an esoteric perspective, as you might imagine. Um, Of course, um, these types of events, um, when they happen, in terms of um, a mainstream story, when a new story breaks and... It's literally breaking news constantly. The yellow and red ticker tape at the bottom of news organisations like the BBC and Sky here in the UK. And the same, obviously, for all international news broadcasters. They all run on the same kind of format and principle. Call me cynical, but I often think when, when the focus is one particular news story, day in, day out, that that doesn't really warrant the amount of coverage that it's getting, I often think, well, what is it hiding that the public should should really be knowing about? So one wonders what was going on at the time uh, that this story broke. And then we, we were um, told, or it was alleged, that there was sort of the clock was running down in terms of oxygen that was available within this vessel before it transpired that these five poor unfortunate souls um, died when the vessel broke up. Um, some people are saying that the um, from sonar from the US from the US Navy that they probably would have died within hours. Um, there's other stories going around that this vessel wasn't even safe. This mini sub type thing uh, it wasn't you know even seaworthy for such um, for such a for such a, a venture into the deep beyond. But turning uh, more specifically to the kind of esoteric meaning, um, I I personally think there are spaces and places, (laughs) spaces and places, that human beings are not supposed to venture. Hence, dare I say it, a kind of void-like space. Uh, And when they do, they kind of land up in a bit of a sticky position. (laughs) 
one thinks of the the Bermuda Triangle, of course, I think it was about 2015, 2014, the Malaysian airline planes just disappeared off the radar. And there are numerous other examples of inexplicable events um, that have taken place. And then if you think when man has, has ventured out in, into space, into the great void beyond, there's very strange uh, anomalies and stories that we hear about there as well. And the point I'm trying to make is I think this, what this um, alludes to is um, perhaps there are places that human beings shouldn't venture, as I was just saying. Uh, and they are, I think they are the places or the spaces where one could think of it, that's where the gods reside and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a place for, for humanity <laughs> to enter, if you will. And as we know, in the common, in, sorry, in the current era, in terms of science as a belief system, um, and as we know, a lot of science types or mainstream science people are by definition atheists because they are the ungodly men and the ungodly women. Um, they don't have this sort of concept on board. For them, it would be, you know, the stuff of madness to, to think that there were spaces that mankind shouldn't venture. Um, you know, if you think back to Galileo, Copernicus, it's amazing how humanity, we have mapped um, our environment. Um, that is quite an, an incredible achievement, but I think there is, it's like the arrogance and hubris of mankind to think that this process can, can kind of like continue can continue forever and I think that's the price that sometimes the ungodly men and the ungodly women pay they do um, experience that and not that I mean any to say anything ill of these um, these people that died I mean um, you know but sometimes um, those with power and money and positions of authority they do find out the limits of um, humans and the limit of our ability to map and record everything in existence. There are, I mean, that's it's an amazing thing that we've been able to do and continue to do, but there are limits. And I think these science types who adopt science as a belief system, they, they, they there's no, as we saw during the dreaded COVID, forgive me, um, there's no... They don't see that there's any limits or, or, or bounds and that science will ultimately find an answer for, for everything. So for those of us with a critical discerning eye, you know, we looked at the last three years with horror. But those in the medical establishment, these science types, again, the ungodly men, the ungodly women have gone, well, that was an amazing success. Let's, de let's, de let's um, develop uh, mRNA vaccines in inverted commas for things like cancer and other diseases and health conditions because it was such a success um, stopping the spread of COVID-19 and that's just another example of what I've spoken about before on my sister's show is how um, we're just seeing this 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 um, sort of like a descent into total insanity and where everything is just really, um, where everything's beginning to fall apart. 
I mean, just back to this story of the Titan, the mini sub again. Um, it recently, um, I don't know if it was a, a UK-based university, but the whole um, the whole wreck of the Titanic had been mapped in 3D. But you know, again, the arrogance and hubris of it. That's not enough. We have to be able to, we have to be able to venture right close. And again. Um, if you can think of it, I mean, in very human terms, it's very, what's the word, um, kind of disrespectful to all the people that lost their lives when the Titanic went down. And it's, it's kind of like very ghoulish, ghoulish, is that a word? Um, for, for um, you know, over a hundred years later, to want to venture right down to this sort of earthly um, mausoleum, if you will, and um, I think that's, that's again, this sort of arrogance of, of mankind, if you will, um, doesn't know when to apply the brakes. And as other people have pointed out in the alternative sphere, very, um, very adeptly and on point, I think this is another example of how um, uh, the tide is turning, the sands of time are, are shifting and um, those who, who think they are the masters of the universe, those who think they have complete dominion on planet Earth are finding that maybe their power and authority <laughs> does have limits. And I think that will, be, um, that will be the case more and more. So we may well see, um, we may well see um, other incidents like that in the future. So that was just my take, very quick. Uh, take on this vessel Titan and, and, and what happened and uh, all the histrionics. I mean, of course, the mainstream would never look at the kind of esoteric angle. They look at it from a human story, which, of course, you know, uh, I'm human. You guys listen to human. It is it is an in, it is an, an interesting um, an interesting thing. Um, but yeah. I, I must admit, at the time, just to repeat myself, forgive me, I did wonder, well, how can this be breaking news for day after day after day? And then, um, yeah, like I was saying, the UK news broadcast was saying, well, there's, you know, so much oxygen left, there's so much oxygen left, there's, you know, and I was thinking, well, obviously these people, they are going to die at some point. It's like they were dragging, dragging this story out <laughs> uh, to the bitter end um, kind of thing. Anyway, I'm just going to move on now to some more of my, um, what I've been thinking about, some of my personal um, reflections and, and musings this week. What's been, excuse me, what's been um, at the forefront of my mind. So I just want to turn to um, something I said in the episode one that I would talk about is the regular energy updates. It's a bit of a kind of... Um, a descriptive way of talking about where I'm at, what I'm experiencing, because hopefully that will be helpful for you guys. You might be experiencing um, other things, if you like. So um, in this regard, is um, what I'm going to talk about is um, a really important spiritual principle or maxim, if you like. And I first heard about it quite a few years ago when I read a book by Stuart Wilde called the infinite self 
and looks at 33 steps to retaining your power. Now I know those of you who are adverse to the whole new age um, concepts and spiritualism and spirituality for good reasons because there are quite a lot of charlatans out there as there are in the truth or conspiracy field if you like but this this particular book the infinite self uh, by Stuart Wilde I was saying I think it was published back in the mid-90s is is a great a really very accessible way of trying to in in trying to what's the word increase one's spiritual power coming to the truth of who who and what we are so yeah it's a very good read anyway specifically I'll get to my point here he talks about in that book I mean as other people have done since it's a well-known spiritual principle that as soon as you decide who and what you are the complete opposite will come into your life or into your existence now I just talk about my own experience of this process so recently um, kind of like last autumn since then after some of you know my youtube channel got deleted so naturally a lot of people that i was following on youtube i know i no longer you know was routinely following their following their work their 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 content so to speak so i was very much pulling myself away from the whole conspiracy slash spiritual truther realm the alternative sphere if you like and that and at the same time it was this for me, it was trying to embrace the idea of letting go of judgment, which is a really hard thing to do. If you're a critical, analytical person, it's really hard to let go of judgment because I wanted to step into this thing called peace, which I've never had my whole life. I've been searching for peace, peace of mind, because I've suffered a lot from things like anxiety. And I was, you know, made this deliberate attempt to detach, detach from from the online sphere, not completely, of course, uh, and just to try and find this peace through letting go of judgment. And what I've set, found since then is the amount of incidents that have happened <laughs> in my life to just push my buttons, people just inexplic inexplicably, sorry, being aggressive, being angry towards me, um, situations um, arising whereby anything but peace uh, has has been turning up and, and situations whereby it's taken all of my <laughs> all of my how should we say all of my will not to react uh, not to react with uh, aggression back but at the same time as I was alluding to a little bit in part one my new show into the void I've had you know parts of days where I have been experiencing what one might say bliss states or moving beyond the craziness of the mind and its constant reverberations um, but recently I've, in the last few weeks um, anger and frustration is just off the scale so when I'm seeing because um, I'm in situations where unfortunately I have to witness a lot of mainstream culture and news and things where the anger in me witnessing this and when I see silly people displaying their blue and yellow Ukrainian flags their their love for the latest thing rather than just being able to see it, it's all part of the movie it's all just and it's all just part of just let it go I've just in recent weeks just the anger is just absolutely overwhelming 
And I think this comes back to um, what I spoke about recently um, in terms of um, the excellent book by Stephen Davis, Butterflies Are Free to Fly, um, where he spoke about the movie theatre analogy. And there are, there, there are occasions where I can, I can look at the movie theatre, look at the movie screen, sorry, be in the movie theatre, and I can and I can live with that. I can I can um, I don't get wound up. I don't get angry. But as I say, in in recent weeks, it's just it's just become um, insane. Just the the level of anger and frustration. I've actually um, really shocked myself. I think I've gone through a little bit of a kind of energetic clearing. I don't quite know what happened. But in the last two or three days, I think I'm over the worst now. I think I've come back to more of a um, a grounded centre. So I just wanted to quickly talk about that this week. Watch for that. Um, it isn't spiritual hocus-pocus, new age nonsense. You will find, and this is just a recent example, that as soon as you decide who and what you are, and I was choosing non-judgment and peace, peace man, <laughs> you will find that your buttons are are pushed and you are pushed and pulled and yanked in every direction. I mean, I don't know how to kind of look at it. And maybe it's like um, the universe or God, if you want to put it like that, testing our sincerity just to see, you know, just to see how sin how sincere we are. But um, I've had, you know, inexplicable um, events where people have just launched at me a verbal tirade uh, and yeah <laughs> it has been um excuse me what's that shift around it has been um quite a steep learning curve shall we say <laughs> and that's um definitely um something to um something to watch something to watch for in your own life kind of thing really right what i want to talk about next is i'm sorry about the wind picking up in the background decided to do a recording out here in my locality in the forest just watching for some dog waters, walkers because I know it sounds a bit more of an interesting background for you guys listening but noticed that the wind has picked up quite a bit today although I am in a little hollow here sleepy hollow so I hope it's not too um, it's not too disruptive on the um, on the audio anyway what I want to talk about next is something that falls under the category of truth or trap, one of these regular things that I'm going to return to, or common delusions when we're on the path of selfhood, the path of awakening to who and what we are. And I think one common trap that it's very easy to fall into when we've researched all the ways in which humanity is manipulated in terms of the political, corporate, um, financial, um, governmental sphere. I'm sure many of you guys are familiar uh, with all of those types of things. Of course, earlier I was talking about the Titanic. I didn't go into it, but there are links to the establishment of the Federal Reserve, of course. I'm sure many of you are aware of um, such uh, interesting stories and anomalies. But there's one trap, I think, that it's very easy to fall into and that is this sort of idea that one big event will occur 
and wake up the sleeping masses. <laughs> maybe we thought it was going to be COVID-19, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> but um, my own kind of experience of this idea of one, that one big event that will occur and finally the scales will fall from the masses' eyes, my own personal anecdote would be to refer to the 2020 US presidential election race when at the time which I mentioned on my sister show on discerning consciousness was I very much did get whipped up when a lot of the Q hysteria began to follow people like Charlie Ward um, uh, Charlie Freak I think that was his name I can't remember now um, and a few others and um, because I was there was within me there was this such a strong feeling that finally you know the bad guys the bad girls uh, are going to be they're going to be exposed because it's so obvious that this presidential election has been stolen so obvious and finally and we kept hearing from trump didn't we we kept hearing that all will be revealed and then listening to some of these people pushing a particular version of the q narrative as i say the likes of charlie ward charlie freak Simon Parks et al. Um, was saying, come the inauguration ceremony, which because of COVID, of course, was a, a non-event, that all would, all would finally be revealed and uh, Trump would ride in on his white horse, the saviour, and, and the bad guys, as I say, the bad girls would finally, finally reach their canuppance. And I sat there on that January in 2021 at the inauguration event, which was a non-event because the US flag replaced human beings as the most bizarre inauguration ceremony ever, of course, because of the damn COVID nonsense. But anyway, of course, none of that transpired. There were no revelations. There was no exposures. There was no Princess Diana coming back from the dead. There wasn't um, Michael Jackson doing a moonwalk, you know, <laughs> and 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 we know what happened uh, and, and the process um, of the illegitimate president. He was Biden. I'm not sure which genetically engineered version of him was there. But anyway, he was the illegitimate president. He was sworn in, as we know. And at the time, I was so disappointed. I was so... Um, I was kind of angry with myself that someone who... Uh, host a show called Discerning Consciousness <laughs> could could have been um, could have been brought in by some of the less balanced, shall we say, Q, uh, Q type narratives, uh, and did actually believe that finally the worm had was going to turn, and finally, after all these years of insanity and criminality, finally uh, we would see some sort of justice. Uh, I remember I put the justice tarot card on my mantelpiece in my front room because I thought this was justice was finally gonna be justice was finally gonna be um served and I got um whipped up in all the hysteria do you remember around uh Giuliani and um all these other characters around Trump and this big exposure was gonna was gonna be revealed Meanwhile, the mainstream were just saying this is all nonsense. How can they say the election's stolen? This just demonstrates that Trump is a complete, you know, right-wing 
moronic hick and all the rest of it. And I remember the disappointment on that day because I really did think, forgive me, may sound stupid or naive, but I really did think this was, this was finally going to be the moment, finally was going to be the moment where those of us who want to see a better world, want to see humanity finally prosper, want to see just some sanity reign on this planet, finally this was going to be, this was going to be our, our moment and all the obvious lies, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be um, exposed. But yeah, like I was saying, unfortunately it didn't happen. I had to lick down my wounds, my metaphorical wounds and just, um, wounds and just, um, and just get on with it and get over the whole Trump kind of saviour complex. I thought, well, I've worked through that now anyway. But anyway, the kind of what I would take from all of that and the point that I'm trying to get across, forgive me, is there's quite an important, I believe, I think there's quite an important evolutionary dimension to the fact that, in this instance, um, you know, the good guys, or they never appear to win. I think you'll probably agree, those of you who are listening, you guys out there, that we never see, we never see the Hollywood ending, do we, out in, in life? We never see the... The, the, the good guys, like we see in, ironically enough, all the Hollywood films, the classic, you know, the good guys, they have their archetypal struggles, but at the end, they actually win. And the conclusion that I came to um, after that event was that I think there's the important evolutionary aspect of that is, if on that day Trump had ridden on his white horse and the, all the evildoers were, were revealed, in some sense, um, those of us watching who wanted that to happen... Perhaps we would, we would have given up our own personal spiritual quest. And it's like, right, great, it's all done now. There's nothing that I have to do. Uh, the good guys have finally won. I know I'm looking at this in a bit of a crass way, forgive me. but Because as we know, um, as I point out on my sister show all the time, forgive me, awakening is about an inner personal journey. And it's not about the external storylines. Not that they're these events in the world that we see they are important, of course they are important, and um, you know it's important to remember that. But ultimately, um, waking up the spiritual journey, it, it is an individual, it is an internal game. Uh, that's what makes it quite hard. That's what, um, you know, that's what makes it quite challenging. Um, because we want that instant hit of, of, of justice finally being observed. So the sleeping masses could have see, seen that and seen that Trump was right all along and they were wrong to believe the mainstream media. And I still do believe that um, I'm not a US citizen, obviously, forgive me, uh, you US guys live, listening, but I, I can't see how Biden won the 2020 US presidential election. I mean... When he did his um, speeches, it, there was about, you know, a dozen people at these events and they were probably paid to be there. There was, there's, there's no way that he could have won that election um, legitimately. And I think what gripped me about it, I mean, I, become, I became obsessed that this was all going to be revealed. Again, it's such a, a monumental deception. It's such a damn monumental lie that you, you, you know, anyone of sound mind looking at that outside of the 
disgusting lies and deception of the mainstream media, although, of course, that's what they're there to do. They're just doing their job, fooling the public. But anyone else who could see, see beyond that, see the lies, it's just so obvious. It's just so, um, it's just so damn obvious. And I think that was what, you know, was really um, kind of pushing me towards believing that finally, finally, um, you know, the, the truth, the truth will be revealed. And I think, I don't want to get into this now, I'll talk about this uh, in future shows. As we know, I think there's a kind of like a, an occult practice whereby the deception is so obvious. I think one thinks of 9-11 and other events. In order to hood, hoodwink the public, there's some sort of psychic power that people that, excuse the plane above, the people that pull these things off, that's an unfortunate phrase, but the people that plan these things, they get some sort of, I don't know, energetic psychic charge from fooling the public, from doing such a, a, a shitty kind of job. But yeah, it, it was um, it was a tough learning curve for me on that one. But it did put me in good stead for when COVID came along because it anchored me, it grounded me not to become too hysterical about all the lies, uh, all the lies and deception around that. Of course, it, it, it meant that I didn't, you know, I wasn't carted off to a, a, a local psychiatric ward or hospital um, because of the extent of the lies and deceptions because I realised, oh, okay, this is actually about... Um, our own internal monologue and our own internal uh, reaction um, to what was happening. So um, that's again, that's something to watch for when you get angry and frustrating, which frustrated with all with all the lies um, that's um, been happening on this planet for so many centuries. I just want to finish um, up uh, with this particular second episode of Into the Void. I'm going to look at. Um, about um, have you ever given any thought to you know your your presence in the world your energetic presence or your impact on the people around you because as you probably can tell from the way I speak and the way I keep apologizing for myself which I shouldn't do I have quite a quite a soft nature I have quite a sort of quite a soft voice and the way I, I deliver my words I try and do it in a sort of sympathetic undogmatic world sorry way and the way i the way i move i kind of move quite softly through 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 the world kind of thing but you might be uh, the complete opposite you might be a very strong kind of vocal forceful character totally unapologetic and and you say what you mean so to speak and you just um you say you say it how you see it uh, events in the world etc your opinion you know, or perhaps you you are more like me, you're more softly spoken. You you keep your counsel, uh, and you don't like to make a, a big impact in the world, and you don't like to create. Um, you know, some people. Uh, one, if you think of like um, a boat or a ship that creates a wake behind, I think there's some people who are quite happy to create a large wake behind them, and there are others like myself who who deliberately um, try not to, <laughs> try to keep it a, minim a minimal um, kind of disturbance on the waterline. I mean, it is, a again, it's a sort of like a key spiritual 
um, understanding that we shouldn't be we shouldn't um, sing from the from the rooftops or from the mountain tops about our achievements and, and who and what we are. Uh, I guess that's quite an egotistical thing. I or, I I've never really done that because I've always kind of struggled struggled with self confidence and all, all the rest of it. But I think more and more um, as we move forward uh, now during these uh, momentous times and with the shifting energies on the planet. I think we need to, you know, be wise to how we are interacting with people, what kind of influence we are having and the importance of treading lightly. And as I say, leaving a, max, a minimum um, wake on the water or disturbance. Because there is immense power in downplay, downplaying one's true power, uh, which, as I was just saying, doesn't need to be constantly vocalised. And that can also be... Um, sort of very draining energetically as well and of course from a very young age we're told to do and be the complete opposite to be um to be very vocal to talk about um to talk about ourselves if you like not so much um i don't think in a british context what i find is when i watch american content creators and americans generally and let's say north america Australasia, South Africa, you're kind of the uh, English-speaking areas outside of um, Europe and the UK, so no longer officially part of the EU, Europe, of course, in a way politically, is how much more confident you guys are than, than us Brits. And when I see um, yeah, people doing their thing online, um, however many followers they have or, or not, or however professional they are, it always strikes me just how confident, um, yeah, North Americans and Austra Australasians and South Africans are just, just so much more like strident. I think there is something still to this sort of British, um, British reserve as well. And uh, I'm always quite envious when I see you guys out there um, doing your thing, so to speak. I need to, I need to imbibe more of that confidence. Um, sort of thing. I think also what we need to bear in mind this idea when we give thought to our presence in the world and what kind of um, energetic um, impact that we're having is that um, sometimes just our mere physical presence, again I know some people might look at this as being new age kind of spiritual woo-woo nonsense but I think as the energies on the planet, planet sorry, do become intensify do become more rarefied and speed up and we see increasing in phenomena like ESP and all, all those kind of amazing things uh, and, and we see our intuition ramping up as well I think more and more that just our the ability of our energetic presence to heal spaces and other people in those spaces I think that is um, that is going to intensify just the pure power of presence and the amazing um, healing qualities um, that that has. But of course, the flip side to what I'm saying, I think what we experienced again during COVID, there are some times where it's quite right, where in a lot of instances, um, you know, we do have to assert ourselves and it's quite right to, you know, make a disturbance uh, with things like I refused to... Um, 
wear a mask in a lot of instances. I obviously refused to take a certain medical procedure. So there are certain times when, you know, it's quite right and proper to, um, you know, to, to make a real stand. And it's not about being uh, kind of like spiritually gauche and weak and passive. I think the spiritual journey or the way of the adept or the initiate is judging, obviously, when to put your foot down, when to be vocal, or when to step back, and when to say nothing. I think that's, I think more and more we're going to be pulled, or pushed, or levered into situations where we're going to have to make that call, because as, as the world, as the mainstream gets shaken up more and more, and as the kind of, if you think of the, if you think of the kind of the land or territory that uh, those in normie world are standing on, as that becomes more and more untenable, as that gets more and more disturbed, I think we are going to face more and more situations where, back to my, uh, you know, what I was talking about earlier, of course, when, when, when we're trying to hold a position of peace, whereby we are going to get, we are going to get disturbed, we are going to, we are going to be called upon to make judgments more and more in terms of do I need to speak? Do I need to just pull back now? I think that's going to be, and it's going to be interesting, but very, very, very tough at the same time. Um, so that's something to, um, that's something to um, look out for in the future. Anyway, I think I'll draw things to a close now, this particular episode of Into the Void. I hope you've enjoyed my utterances and uh, musings and uh, streams of consciousness, if you want to put it um, that way. And yeah, I really do value your support and all you guys listening, I, I really do um, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are, are all doing well during these tumultuous times, as I was saying earlier, can really be, um, can be difficult <laughs> some days just to navigate life just to literally put one foot in front of the other and i'm really i hope my series which i'm hopefully will manage to um put out there every week every weekend it will help in at least some small way um because these are uh, deeply interesting times but also um challenging um at the same time so thank you guys again for tuning in and i'll speak to you all again very soon bye bye for now